Hey, homies. I'm Katie. I'm Sydney. And this is Something Sick. We're back. We're back. This is the worst part I of the podcast is um, starting the conversation after the intro. Yeah. Well, yesterday we mm-hmm. went to a bookstore. If you live in Nashville, McKay's. It's the freaking best. It's the best. It's a used bookstore. It's great. We got some books for future cases. <laughs> We're really we excited. Some some true crime books to um, aid our research for some really big cases we're going to do eventually. Yeah, which is helpful because I think libraries in Nashville are not super open right now. So it's nice that we could go get cheap books. Oh, yeah. That we both want to read. We're so excited. Yeah. So yeah. just know we have big things for the future. We're planning big ones. Oh, yeah. But we're trying not to like throw a bunch of huge ones at you right off the bat. So Oh, yeah. But so anyways, what are we talking about today? So today I'm going to be covering the disappearance of Brian Schaefer. Nice. And you know this one kind of. Yes, I do know this one. But this one is just so weird. It's weird. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. Like I know what I think, but I I don't even really feel like any of them make sense. No, nothing makes sense about this. No, it's bizarre. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Great. So Brian Randall Schaefer was born on February 11th, 1979 in Pickerington, Ohio, which is a suburb of Columbus. And he had a little brother, Derek, and his parents, Randy and Renee, were in a very loving relationship. <gasps> well, <we> keep moving. <laughs> Sorry. We just realized that we know a couple that's Randy and Renee, and I didn't put it together until Weird. you just looked at me like that. <laughs> But anyway, they were in a very loving relationship. His mom was a nurse, which actually inspired Brian to consider a career in the medical field. Nice. So I do not have that calling. Me neither. (laughs) I don't like science. No, not fun for me. Anyway, after working for a few years out of high school, Brian went to Ohio State University, where he earned a bachelor's degree in microbiology. No. So smart. That's so crazy. And then after this, he decided he wanted to go to medical school also at OSU. Nice. Yep. And although he was in medical school, which at the time of this case, he was in his second year, he also was really interested in music. He had a passion for music. Um, He really loved the band Pearl Jam, and he had a Pearl Jam-inspired tattoo. Cool. Cool. Um, And he had a dream to eventually retire to a private island and live on the beach. That sounds so nice. I know. Which, like, makes sense. He was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I was going to say, that makes sense if you're you're in medical school. That makes sense. Yeah. And he had a long-term girlfriend named Alexis, who was also in medical school at OSU. And people thought that Brian was probably getting ready to propose to Alexis. um, Maybe even on a trip to Miami that they had scheduled for the beginning of April. And what time was it? What month was this? March. Oh. Yeah. So I feel sad for her. Yeah. So in March of 2006, Brian is in his second year of medical school and Brian's mother actually passed away from cancer. Um, Brian, his brother and his dad were obviously devastated. They were a really close knit family. Um, So Brian was struggling a little bit with depression and, you know, handling schoolwork and stuff in the wake of a really hard time. That's a lot. Yeah. But it seems like he had a really good support system around him trying to help him through it, and he was handling it the best that he could. So March 31st, 2006, 
was a Friday, and it was the start of OSU's spring break. So Brian was spending a few days in Columbus before his flight with Alexis to Miami on the following Monday. Oh, So yeah, it's like days before. Um, And this trip that they had to Miami was actually a Christmas gift from his mother. So it's like his last gift, like from his mom, mom, which is like so emotional, but like so special. Yeah. So. Oh, this makes me even more. And I was like, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense in this case. And also everything in this case is really upsetting. Yeah. Like, and there's more that we'll talk about at the very end. It's just a very upsetting story. So. On March 31st, this Friday, 27-year-old Brian Schaefer had a steak dinner with his dad, Randy. Um, Some sources say that his brother Derek was there too, but most sources say it was just Brian and his dad. Okay. I think that it was just Brian and his dad. Um, And Randy remembers that Brian seemed really, really tired after a long week of exams. Um, He was just like, he's clearly tired. Midterm. Um, And... Brian was originally supposed to meet up with his friends earlier that night, but he ended up pushing his plans back because he's like, no, I really need to see my dad. Like, we need to have dinner together. I think it'd be good for both of us kind of thing. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I know. And it's like, he was obviously trying to, like, handle his grief in a healthy way and, like, spend time with his dad who was also grieving. And Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like someone that would willingly disappear. Mm Mm-hmm. And Randy actually didn't really want Brian to go out with his friends, but also he could tell that he needed to blow off some steam. So he was like, yeah. Yeah. And obviously he's not going to tell him, like, don't go out with your friends. He's 27. His dad can't really tell him what to do. So during this dinner, Brian promised to see his dad as much as possible and help him out as much as possible. He wanted to be there as a support system for his dad in the wake of losing his mom, which I think is just really telling of the kind of person he was and the relationship that he had with his family. Yeah. So later that night, Brian did end up going out with friends. Like I said, I think they were supposed to go like earlier that night around like dinner time, And then they pushed it back just so that he could still see his dad, but also didn't want to like cancel the plans altogether. Mm-hmm. And Brian's brother, Derek, was originally supposed to come with them on this night out. But Derek ended up having plans with his girlfriend and said, oh, I can't go. I'm sorry. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Oh, yeah. It's rough. How old is Derek at this point I don't know I know that he's younger okay but I don't know how much younger okay old enough to be going out drinking old enough to go out drinking so in his 20s yeah um so Brian and his friend William Clint Florence who I think went by Clint headed to the ugly tuna saluna (laughs) stupid name (laughs) it's a bad name um and this was a bar just south of OSU's campus in the University District of Columbus which is like right downtown I think Okay. Um, And yeah. So the bar was located within a larger complex called the South Campus Gateway. And it like, honestly, it seems like like an indoor like shopping complex kind of thing. Like, okay. Almost like a mall, but not really. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but. I feel like I have an idea in my head of what that is like. And so this bar was like half bar, half seafood restaurant. And it was usually populated by students who just wanted to go drink or dance. Like, yeah, it was like a pretty hopping place. Sounds like a place n- neither of us would go to. <laughs> no. Um, and the area was known to have some high crime rates, but it was also kind of like changing around the time that they built the South Campus Gateway. It was like kind of changing the area a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um The bar was pretty crowded, and it was located on the second floor of the complex that could be reached by an escalator or stairwell. 
So basically, if you went up the escalator and turned right, that was the entrance to the bar. Okay. So. And Brian and Clint arrived at the bar around 930. This is where things start to get, like, there's not a super firm timeline. Yeah. But also, they were drinking. (laughs) Yeah. So. Who's really paying attention? Yeah. Um, at 9.56, Brian called his girlfriend, Alexis. I'm assuming that he just, like, stepped outside the bar and gave her a call. I don't totally know, but I think that's the thing that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, she was spending a few days in Toledo with her family before their trip. Mm -hmm. And by all accounts, their conversation was pretty short. He just told her he loved her and that he would see her when she got back. And then they would both leave for their vacation. It seems like pretty normal. Yeah. Just standard conversation. (laughs) I've never been in that situation. Me neither. <laughs> but I would assume that is what that makes sense. Like it doesn't seem like a goodbye, I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. Kind of thing. Just yeah. like I'm looking forward to our vacation. Yeah. Probably just like, are you doing okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with my friends. Okay. Yeah, Have like fun see with your family. You in a couple see days yeah. or whatever. That makes sense. So yeah. Um and so after spending a little bit of time at the Ugly Tuna Saluna. <laughs> I keep calling it the Ugly Tuna, because Ugly Tuna Saluna yeah. is long. I don't know. But Brian and Clint decided after this that they were going to go bar hopping. And I do think that this was the plan all along. And I think that the Ugly Tuna was just like their first place that that they went to. Um, I could not find anywhere how long they stayed there before leaving or like what bars they went to next. Okay. Basically, all I know is they worked their way south from the bar going like five to ten blocks as far as I can tell. Um, And Clint would later tell police that at every stop, they took a shot of hard liquor. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know how many stops they made, but they're probably feeling pretty good at this point. Yeah. I just, whenever I think of bar hopping, I just think of that episode of New Girl. Yeah. (laughs) The Valentine's Day pub pub crawl. crawl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Same. I've never been bar hopping in my life. So. Um, so a bit after midnight, the two met up with Meredith Reed at the North Short Tavern. And this tavern was about a 30 minute walk from the Ugly Tuna. What time was this? A bit after midnight. Okay. I don't have an exact time. Okay. Okay. Um, and Meredith was a friend of Clint's. I'm assuming she vaguely knew Brian, but I don't think they were super close. Yeah. And I don't know if this meeting was planned or if they just ran into her. Okay. Like, I don't know if they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to meet up with Meredith or if it yeah. was just like, oh, hey, I know you kind of yeah. thing. No idea. Okay. Do you think that's relevant? Like, I don't know. Do you think it's important to know that? I don't know. Okay. I think that some people would say yes and some people would say no. Okay. Um, either way, Meredith said that she was on her way to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. I think that she was mostly sober at this point and she offered them a ride. And so... They were like, yeah, sure. And they all planned to have like a final round at the Ugly Tuna before it closed. It was going to be like their last stop. And I think after that, they were probably going to end their night. Yeah. So makes sense. Okay. So Meredith drives them all back to the Ugly Tuna. And the three are seen on surveillance tapes at 1.15 a.m. riding up the escalator towards the bar. Okay. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. All three of them, they walk into the bar. And they're like four hours in. To drinking yeah by now that's so much i know and the ugly tuna actually closed at 2 a.m mm-hmm. so they only have like 45 minutes at this bar before it closes yeah so it's not like they're like planning to stay forever yeah so interesting hmm. at some point while they're inside the bar clint and meredith lose sight of brian and it sounds like they like called him a few times on his phone but never got a hold of him they were looking around they couldn't really find him yeah but they're not like panicking at this point they're or anything. also 
their vision could be very impaired. At least Clint's could be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're in a dark, I'm assuming it's like dark Dark, inside and like there's probably not a good way to find Find someone someone. inside a bar like that. But also he's just a white guy who looks like a lot of other white guys. Yeah. And there's probably plenty of people in there that college 27 year olds that look similar. Mm hmm. And also, he is a guy. It's not weird for him to go off on his own yeah. in a bar. Yeah. Like, if it was a girl, I would be like, oh. oh why would she go? Why would yeah. you let her? Yeah. But it's not weird, yeah. really, for yeah. a guy to go off on his own in a bar or be like, I'm going to the bathroom or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. it's just not strange. really that strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they were never able to get a hold of him, they did wait outside the bar as it closed and, like, watched people, like, coming out. But they never saw him. Mm-hmm. And so, at this point, they kind of just assumed that he left without telling them. Yeah. He lived, like, six blocks away. So, like... He, Not out of the question. Yeah. Doesn't seem crazy. And I think that he originally walked to the Ugly Tuna. They already walked over ten blocks. Exactly. So, so it's not weird for them to think that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And the last activity from Brian's cell phone that night was a text at 2.10 a.m. from Clint asking where he was. So that matches up. They're waiting outside for like 10 minutes. minutes. They're like, dude, are you here? Like, yeah, we're going to head home, I guess. Like, yeah, that makes sense. So. All right. That that adds up. So on Saturday, Brian's father, Randy, and his girlfriend, Alexis, both tried to call him, but weren't getting any responses. He lived alone, so no one would have, like, really seen him that day, which makes sense. That's why we can't live alone. That's terrifying. (laughs) Scary. Um, And Alexis wasn't necessarily concerned that he didn't answer her calls right away. She thought at first he's probably just hungover, like he's still asleep. It's a Saturday. Yeah. It's his spring break. He's just sleeping in. But as the day went on, she was getting a little more concerned. And so she went to his apartment to see if he was there. I'm assuming like she came back from Toledo that day. Yeah. Makes sense. How close is it? I have no clue. I think they're close. Ohio's not huge. Fastest way is two hours and 19 minutes. Okay. So not crazy to come back the day of. No, it's either that was her plan all along or she was like, I'm just going to go back. Yeah. Just make sure he's cool. Yeah. Um, And I think that she had a key to his apartment. So she went inside. He wasn't there. And she was like, I'm just going to wait here for him. You know, maybe he yeah. stayed the night at a friend's or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to assume the worst. Yeah. Um, his car was still at his apartment. Um, His bed was made. Everything was like untouched. Yeah. Yeah. But by Sunday morning, Brian still hadn't showed up. So Alexis called Randy to ask if he knew where Brian was. And Randy still hadn't heard anything. Yeah. So at this point, Randy called Derek. And Derek was like, he probably just was out partying with his friends. Like, yeah. At one point, Derek even was like, maybe it's an April Fool's prank. Because Saturday was April April 1st. 1st. Yeah. And he was like, maybe it's a prank. But like, he wouldn't make a prank go on for this long. That doesn't make sense. That's so, not really a funny prank. No, not at all. No. Um, don't, honestly, don't pull any April Fool's pranks. Uh, on either of us. Um, please no. But especially one where you... Disappear. Yeah, I don't no. like that. No, I don't like pranks. So Derek drove to the apartment and I think he was having one of those things where he's like, by the time I get there, he's going to be there. You know, yeah. like he's going to have showed up. Yeah. But he got there and Alexis was Derek the only one there. there. Mm-hmm. This is so confusing. My dad's name is Derek <laughs> and my dad's best friend's name is Randy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm okay. very Yeah. So Derek got there yeah. and Alexis was the only one there. And he's like, okay, it's a little weird. Um, This is where there's some conflicting reports on when they filed the missing persons report. 
How did they not know? I don't know. Okay, so most things say that they filed it on Monday. A few sources said it was Sunday, but I'm more likely to believe it was Monday. Yeah. So That feels like a long time. So the reason that they might have waited till Monday is they're still thinking that maybe he's just taking time, but Monday was their flight. And they're like, there's no way that he would miss this flight for this vacation they've planned for forever, this vacation that his mom got for him. Yeah. So Alexis shows up at the airport hoping that Brian's just going to show up there too. Wow. I know. And obviously he doesn't. No. They miss the flight. And that's when they file the missing persons report. Wow. I think. Or the night before. But either way, this is the moment that they're like. Well, she still went. Yeah. And this is the moment that they're like. Something is wrong. Is really wrong here. Yeah. So. Man, I would have had those thoughts immediately. That's just how my brain works. But yeah. Dang. I know. Sucks. It's so hard. So they go to the police and the police started by questioning employees at the bar, but no one could really tell them anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, to their credit, it's three days later and it was a busy Friday night. So like. Yeah. I wouldn't remember anything sticking out as long. Like, if nothing crazy happened, if there wasn't, like, a huge altercation or something. Yeah. I probably wouldn't remember some random guy at the bar. I wouldn't. Yeah. I know I wouldn't. So, Hmm. yeah. The police then started looking at the security cameras. And the security camera was pointed outside the bar towards the escalator. Okay. So, you couldn't see the entrance to the bar on it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you could see the escalator and I will note that there was also, I think as long as this hasn't changed Mm because the place has been renovated and stuff, Yeah. but I think that there was another hallway behind the camera, if that makes sense. Okay. Like it's on a wall and there's a, like directly below the wall is the entrance to a hallway. Okay. So weird. Weird. I don't know if there's other cameras in that hallway. Yeah. Honestly, it's really hard to find all of this footage. That's weird. Which is like- Kind of makes sense, though, because police wouldn't really release the thing they why they did it with like Elisa Lamb is because they're like, maybe people can help us. Yeah. Like, and to be fair, it's been 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like not the best footage because it was yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. But yeah. So on the security footage, they see Brian, Clinton and Meredith at 1.15 a.m. coming up the escalator and walking towards the entrance to the bar. And obviously, as far as we know, Brian entered the bar at this point with Clint and Meredith. Mm-hmm. Um. And then again, they notice Brian just outside the Ugly Tuna at 1.55 a.m., so five minutes before the bar closed, mm-hmm. and he was talking to two girls that were probably around college age or his age. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to clarify, whenever I hear about this footage like in a podcast, I picture them like outside, but they're still inside. They're just at the top of the escalator. Okay. So outside of the bar, technically, mm-hmm. but not outside the building. Correct. Okay. And so they're just standing at the top of the escalators. There's two security guards behind them at the top of the stairs. Um, And like people talk about the conversation a lot, but it's not a long conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, it looks like they barely spoke. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we don't know who these girls were. I mean, the police have talked to them. They know who they were, but like. I don't think Clearly they had nothing any super connection. Helpful. Honestly, it was probably just like, hey, how's your night going? Like, maybe they knew him from class or something. Yeah. Like, I don't think that there was anything Not. really revolutionary yeah, that, that happened sense. in that conversation. I also want to note that Brian doesn't seem super drunk, like, on the video. Yeah. Like, he's not falling over or anything how, like, is he like a big guy like is he he's tall? six two okay so he's decently tall yeah so maybe he's had some time in between drinks and mm-hmm. like 
it takes a little more for him to get drunk than yeah. someone smaller. And like, yes, he's had some drinks, but yeah. he, he is not Wait, hammered. Yeah. You know, like, and I think that factors into other theories that like, yeah. this guy is not drunk out of his mind. Like he's yeah. standing. He's not like even like swaying he's or having anything. A nor- I feel like two girls, college age girls would not speak to a man that seemed hammered yeah. yeah even if they knew him even yeah. if i knew someone i'm like i don't really want to go talk to that guy right now exactly yeah and even like there's the security guards behind them and like mm-hmm. one of the security guards is like like kind of watching but he doesn't look like concerned concerned or suspicious that like makes sense. he's just like surveying the area i yeah. think that if there was some super drunk like a red guy, flag yeah like he would be paying closer attention yeah so hmm. yeah after this point Brian has a conversation with the girls and he walks off kind of towards the entrance to the ugly tuna, Mm -hmm. but he also goes off camera. So we assume that he goes back into the bar, but that's not confirmed. But I mean, I haven't seen footage of that hallway. I don't know if he went to that hallway. Yeah. I have no idea, but he goes off camera and he is never seen again. That is so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Man. So Brian is not seen leaving the bar. He is not seen going back down the escalator. He is not seen at all again after mm. 155. Wow. It's ridiculous. And everyone that was seen on security footage entering the Ugly Tuna is seen exiting the bar. Wow. That would like, have taken so much time. Oh, yeah. They like... um On a podcast that I was listening to, they talked about a specific detective that matched up Wow. Every single person. That's impressive. Yeah. That and is so some like, serious detective work. Oh, that's impressive. Took so long. Yeah. And like for hours, like you have to go back, hours. like from the time they open to the time they close, yeah. you know? So it's wow. like, okay, person in red hat enters, person in red hat leaves, Please. you yeah. know? Crazy. So it's all matched up except for Brian Schaefer. He's the only yeah. one who is not seen leaving. That's so weird. It's insane. So people suggested that maybe Brian was attempting to leave unseen, that he like changed clothes or kept his head down, but that they would have found a random person. Exactly. Yeah. Like they would have been like, oh, I I didn't see that guy enter. Yeah. Like it would, they would have seen that. Yeah. It just, Mm. it doesn't make sense. And I also want to note that Columbus has a really high number of security cameras and CCTV. They have the highest number in Ohio. More, They have more security cameras than Cincinnati, Toledo, and Cleveland combined. Wow. And they have, um, they are 22nd in the nation for the number of security cameras that they have. That's, what's number one? I don't know. I mean, probably like New York City or something. I don't know. That's crazy. But- it's a highly surveilled area. And like I said, it That's was also very like, interesting. Why? Like, I want to know why. I don't know. And I mean, there were high crime rates in this That's area true. at the time. And so I think that there is just a lot of security to try and combat that. That's good. But yeah, which yeah. is good, which makes this even more bizarre. Fr- frustrating. Because if he somehow avoided being caught on the ugly tuna cameras, like yeah. he would have been seen on something, something else, else in this yeah. area. They're also standing outside waiting for him. Yeah. Yeah. No. So really weird. It's just freaking bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, there would have been one alternative route for Brian to exit the bar. And this is like, quote unquote, a back entrance from some cameras. It seems like it might be in that side hallway, mm-hmm. but I cannot confirm that anywhere. You've never been in there. I've and- never been in there. There's no maps of the building. Like, yeah. I searched the internet to try and find a map of this building and there is nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's really making me mad. 
but either way it was like a freight exit like it was like i think there was an elevator and stairs but i think it was mostly for them to like load stuff into the bar like mm-hmm. you have cases of beer that they're bringing in you're not going to bring it up the escalator it's going to come up the freight elevator you yeah. know yeah and this exit went down out a door to the street like a side door to the street mm-hmm. but at the time this door opened up into a construction zone hmm. and what infuriates me the most about this is I can't find any pictures of what it looked like. So I don't know if it just opened straight into a construction zone. I don't know or if, if the door had to was keep walking. Yeah, I don't know if the door was blocked off. I mean, it sounds like it was like right into a construction zone. They were yeah. building something right next door. Okay. But I don't know if there was a fence. I don't know. Like You would assume there would be a I fence. I mean, you would assume that there would be something. Yeah. But And no cameras back there? So that's where there's contention. Because I, I would will... assume they would have a camera. With all that expensive equipment. I'm going to get back to it later some, but some sources mention a camera that like panned. Okay. um, And I think that it was out this exit instead of the front exit. All right. But even if that's not true, there were cameras from neighboring stores and things that caught this area on camera. Yeah. And he... And he was not seen leaving out that camera, that door either. But... A lot of people suggested reasons for why Brian might have taken this exit. People suggest that he went back inside and got caught up with talking to the band and the bar closed and he had to leave out the back exit with them. However, the band said that they didn't remember speaking to him. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that they never spoke to him, but it definitely means he didn't leave with them. Yeah. Like if he had like a roundabout like conversation. Oh, I liked your set. Yeah. They might not but remember But they would that. remember if someone exited the building exactly. and hung out. Yeah. And also, I'm assuming that the band or the staff weren't using that exit at the time. Yeah. Like, police said that the construction zone was really hard to navigate. I wouldn't think that a band carrying guitars and drums and all that crap would want to go through a construction area. I would hope not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know that I wouldn't want to carry my guitar through a construction area. Yeah, no. That just, it doesn't make sense. And detectives even said a sober person would have an issue navigating this area. Like, there's no way a band who, A, had a lot of equipment, and B, were probably also drinking, Yeah, (laughs) would have made it out. No. I I just doubt that they went through that exit. Yeah. I can't confirm that, but... It doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It doesn't make sense. Also, to me, there's no reason for Brian to have entered the bar five minutes before they closed, walk to the back exit, and then leave that way. No. He no. was right next to the escalator and the stairs. Left. Like, yeah. he could have just left or he could have just been like, oh, I'm going to like wait for my friends. Yeah. You know, like, makes, yeah. I don't see why you would go Back inside. In to go out and, a different yeah, door. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. No. So police brought in search dogs to search the area and they found Brian's scent in the bar but lost it, which makes sense. It's a busy yeah. area. It's not super clean. But and- they... And also, I mean, they probably cleaned the bar afterwards, too. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. But they also had cadaver dogs come in. They found nothing. They even had a dive team go out to the Olentangy River, which was three to four miles away from the bar. They mm-hmm. found nothing there. They checked the sewers. <laughs> they checked other businesses, security cameras. Like, there was nothing. no sign of Brian. How did anywhere. he do this? I don't know. Like, it's bizarre. Yeah. A psychic, which (laughs) reached out to Randy and told him that Brian would be found in a body of water near a bridge, which 
if you're a psychic, stop making up things. Yeah. Like maybe they weren't trying to quote unquote make up something, but it's yeah. just like this man is grieving his right. wife and it's like, it's just giving him false hope. He didn't ask. Yeah. So <laughs> if Randy, someone doesn't ask you, don't. That's like what advice? Don't give advice. Don't tell people things if they're not asking. It's just like it could be a false lead and that's just yeah. so. But Randy went on to spend like so much time personally wading through the Olentangy River, like trying to find his son. That is so sad. I know. And like he would go to bridges and like have other search, like search. I hope that psychic feels like garbage. I know. And so he would like have people come out with him and like they would search near any bridge that they could find to see if they found any sign of Randy and they couldn't or any sign of Brian. Brian. Sorry. Yeah. So police also got all kinds of tips about Brian People were saying he was in random places all over the world. That's what happens when you're a white guy. (laughs) People were saying he was in Texas. He was in Michigan. He was in Sweden. He was in Mexico. (laughs) Like, it was insane. And there was, like, one that was, like, more recent where people were sending, like, photos of this homeless man. And they're like, he looks like Brian. He says his name is Brian. And, like... There's a lot of guys named Brian. And and it wasn't him. Like, they did facial recognition. They did all kinds of yeah. things. None of these leads panned out. None uh, of them were Brian. Gosh. So those things are so frustrating because I understand mm-hmm. people want to help. But then it's just, like, it's a lot helpful. of wasted manpower yeah. for it to not pan out. So yeah. um, police also had everyone who spoke to Brian the night he disappeared come in for a polygraph. Okay. Randy, Derek, and Meredith all passed. Okay. Clint refused to take a polygraph, hmm. which seems suspicious. It's not like illegal. It's not wrong. Yeah. But we will get into that a bit later. Okay. It's just, just, just weird. Do it. So the women who talked to Brian that night were also questioned a bit by police, but were completely cleared. They never were asked to take a polygraph, but... It doesn't seem like they have much information. I don't think that they had much. Yeah. The public has no more information on this interaction. Yeah. Which is like, I get it. I don't think that anything would come of it, but it's hard because it's the last time anyone saw him. spoke to him. Yeah. That we know of. Yeah. So. Um, what kind of questions do you know that, that they asked like Meredith and. I don't know. Okay. So I never found like any transcripts of it okay. or anything. I think that it but was she just. Passed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was just like, when did you last see, see him? him? Or yeah. like how long did you wait like it was just like yeah normal questioning and everything yeah came back normal mm-hmm. so i don't know interesting time went on with no real leads um but six months after brian's disappearance police thought they had something so alexis would call brian's phone every day oh. just like hoping and that's just really really heartbreaking yeah But typically, the call would just go straight to voicemail. Mm -hmm. But this one day in September, Mm -hmm. the phone rang three times before going to voicemail. Interesting. And obviously, she's freaking out. And she immediately called back. And this time, it went straight to voicemail again. Hmm. So Alexis immediately takes this to police. And they were able to get a ping on his phone Mm -hmm. at a town just outside Columbus in Hilliard, Ohio. Interesting. So this gave Alexis and Brian's family like this glimmer of hope, but the police looked into it and a technician basically told them it was just a glitch yeah, and that it was the phone towers like searching for a signal yeah, and not finding it. Mm. Now, I don't understand that. I don't no. get how it works. But I don't understand a lot of things. So. No, but I looked into it a little bit and 
I looked at this website called Techwalla. Could be absolute crap. I don't know. <laughs> it's the first Tech-a-walla? website. Techwalla? Techwalla. Yeah, it sounds super reliable. I don't know. It's the only source I found that said anything about this that wasn't Reddit. Okay. So <laughs> I looked at it. Okay, that's fine. And it said, quote, Often when a phone is turned off or a cell phone network is unable to reach it for some reason, like remote location with no reception, the phone will ring only briefly. Okay. So so it happens. Yeah. I think it's like a known glitch. That I don't makes think sense. it happens I would think a lot. A, I would think it's a glitch too. So. Unfortunately. Yeah. Very unfortunate. And it's still really hard for the Schaefer's. Um, a family friend of the Schaefer's named Lori Davis has said that they still don't totally believe it was a glitch. They still you know, want to hope that it mm-hmm. was a clue. But I mean, it's been 15 years yeah. since that happened. Yeah. And nothing has come of it. So just a yeah. glitch probably. Um, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, actually talked about Brian at oh. a concert in Cincinnati um, and basically just like talked about his case and asked people if they had any information to Aww. take it to the Columbus police. That's kind. Which is so sweet. Yeah. But nothing came out of this. But that makes sense. Still really cool. Yeah. That like the lead singer. The Brian's, person he has a tattoo yeah. for. Yeah. Said his name. Yeah. Um, at one point, Bryant's apartment was broken into. Um, mm. So it sounds like his family was like continuing to pay rent on it, at least for a little while. Yeah. Hoping that he came back. Mm-hmm. The only things taken were a TV and some DVDs. And that's interesting. The police ended up thinking that like deciding that it's unrelated. Um. You know, they thought at first it could have been Brian, but first of all, he would have had keys. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, you would open your door that way instead of calling attention to break in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also he had like a guitar in his apartment that he like loved, like his prized possession. And they think that he would have taken it if it was him. Yeah. So police think it was just a coincidence, but. It's definitely strange. Yeah. But honestly, it also makes sense if you're like, I think they had other break-ins in the area and you would think okay. someone would like case the place and be like, okay, well, no one lives there. Yeah. That so, makes sense. That makes I sense. I mean, if you're looking for a place to break in, yeah. it's probably a good target. Yeah. that It make, it adds, it adds up. So that is all of the information. And now I'm going to get into the theories. How many theories do we have? Um, Like five or so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know. I didn't number them. Okay, so yeah. So the first theory is that Brian left of his own accord out the back door and accidentally fell into the construction site. Yeah. And as the theory goes, he would have either died from the fall or was later buried by construction. Mm. So. But wouldn't they have smelled him? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I guess some people could theorize that he was like alive down there and couldn't get out and then was buried. But I mean, yeah. Um, but I don't really believe this one. Yeah. I mean, I could see how it could happen, but one, I think it's so hard for him to have somehow avoided the cameras completely. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, you would think the construction crew would have noticed. Yeah. I think you someone would like, if I, he, he's not going to bury himself. No. Like they would have had to like see someone before pouring concrete. Like, yeah, I don't know. And especially if it was like, like, we don't know what the construction site looked like. I don't know mm-hmm. if there were just, like, holes around or anything. But, like, mm-hmm. you think if he, like, fell into a hole that he was unable to get out of, it would have had to be a hole big enough for a six-foot-two man to fall into. Like, you would yeah. think that someone would have been able to see, see him in there. That makes sense. Yeah. 
And so the only way I could see that happening is if they were purposely like, I'm just going to bury it. Like, and I don't see anyone doing that. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Probably not it. I, I just don't see that. I think happening. the I think the cadaver dog. I think dogs, police dogs, would smell something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because where did they smell his scent again? Scent dogs found his scent inside the bar. Inside, but not but, outside. Yeah. Did they take them outside? Um, I think so. Okay. I found something that said scent dogs never indicated his scent okay, outside the so bar. Yeah. Then. But obviously, it also was several days before he was yeah. even reported missing. True. So I don't know. I also wanted to note again that Brian didn't seem super drunk. Yeah, it would be hard for him. to. He wasn't even like stumbling, really. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand that even if you're a little tipsy, you're going to not have all of your faculties working properly. But I I don't see him. No, I don't know. Um, Once again, my biggest question about this construction site is either why the door was not blocked off or why there was no fence. Yeah, (laughs) like that seems like. A lawsuit just waiting, waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. But. Seems like poor planning. Yeah. Um, and some people also speculate that maybe he went out that side door because he had gotten into some trouble mm-hmm. and was just like trying to escape. But like. People would have noticed. Yeah. Trouble. People would remember have trouble. trouble. Second of all, like, why wouldn't you go to your friends in the bar or go to the security right out front? Yeah. And also he was right by the security. Yeah. So, like, how much happened in that five minutes that he went back into the bar? And then tried yeah. to dip so that no one saw him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just don't... I don't see that. He'd just been by the security. Yeah. No, I don't think. I just... I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. Another theory is that something happened with Clint involved. Clint. So... The name Clint makes me think of what not to wear. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I don't think he was... No, it sounds yeah. like a very straight guy named Clint. <laughs> Or the guy from from Fixer Upper, the table guy. Oh. <laughs> it's all just um, TLC, HGTV related. I love it. Anyway. Um, so authorities discovered at some point that Brian and Clint maybe had some sort of verbal altercation inside the bar. Okay. I don't know what Would this Meredith was. Would Meredith have said something? I That's don't know. That's the girl's know. name, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I'm also like... Other people would have witnessed that or said yeah. something. Within five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, and I mean, this could have come earlier, earlier. Yeah. And then he left, you know, stood outside for a minute, came back in, something happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Mm. I think a lot of suspicion falls to him because he refused He's, to take the polygraph. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he also had a lawyer when none of the other people uh, who were questioned were. I also just which, keep saying that makes sense. And I feel like that might be <laughs> annoying. So sorry to people. It's fine. Uh, it does make sense. I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I don't know. It's it's not wrong for you to retain a lawyer or to refuse a polygraph. Like yeah. it's within your rights. And I mean, maybe the people around him were like, you were the closest person to this. Like, they might try to pin it on you. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. would I would be scared. I would oh, feel yeah. like I might need to be a defense. Mm-hmm. Like, have a defense. And I mean, he was the last person to text Brian. Like, yeah. there's just a lot of circumstantial stuff. Yeah. But the police had no real reason to no. investigate Clint. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, that Clint supposedly didn't talk super highly of Brian after he disappeared. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he said about Brian. I don't know if maybe he, you know, was kind of fueling into the fire of like, he just wanted to get out. I don't know what Mm -hmm. that means. But Derek, Brian's brother, said that he always thought something was off about Clint and that he thought he was hiding something. Mm. So I don't know. Got to take it with a grain of salt because it is the man who disappeared's brother 
obviously he wants answers. Yeah. But it's interesting. Definitely. So people speculate that maybe Clint was involved in something shady, like drugs or something. And either that he got Brian mixed up in it or that like Brian found out and he wanted to, you know, get rid of him. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I think my biggest question for that is how did all of that happen in a crowded bar? Yeah. No one noticed. It's just, it doesn't add up. If that Meredith girl was with him Mm -hmm. and I guess if they were in on it together, she could be his alibi, but also she passed the polygraph and didn't, I don't know. I don't know. And I think that if she was involved too, that she would have at least had a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. And even if she knew that she could pass a polygraph, like she just was confident that she could do that. Mm -hmm. It's a bold move. Oh yeah. I don't know. This is confusing. I know. It doesn't get any better. There's no No, answers. So another theory suggests that Brian managed to leave the bar without being seen, whether just like somehow avoided it, not meaning to or whatever um and that he was somehow met with foul play on his way back home yeah i don't believe this one at all there's no evidence there's no evidence one they've looked through that security footage yes and not in it and i think to me the amount of coincidences that would have had to occur for brian to somehow just meander out of the bar without being seen yeah only to be murdered within a six block walk. That doesn't walk. make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. And no. not to mention, it would have had to be like the perfect crime. Oh, yeah. Like it wouldn't have just been like a mugging gone wrong or something. Like, yeah, they would have just left him. Yeah. Like they would have had to perfectly disposed of his body. Like mm-hmm. it just does. I think that there would be too many coincidences in that yeah, for that to be sense. the case. And also for there not to be any cameras on that six block walk to have seen him. Yeah. Like I just. It doesn't make sense. No, no, no. Also, like, why not text his friends that he yeah. was leaving? Which goes along with all of the theories, I guess. But it's just like, why didn't he text anyone that he was leaving? Yeah. Especially when he had been on the phone earlier. Yeah. With his girlfriend. So, um, kind of similarly, in a similar vein, some people think that he, once again, just kind of meandered out without being seen on cameras, mm-hmm. stumbled his way to the Olentangy River, fell in, and drowned. Once again a four mile walk i feel like a lot of that probably hinges on that sidekicks thing Mm -hmm. also no but four miles is a it's that's a long walk for someone who's at least tipsy i mean it's a long walk either way yeah but especially for someone who's tipsy yeah like also why is is the river in any sort of direction towards where his apartment is i don't actually know okay but it's obviously a lot further i mean i think at some point he would be like this is too far Far. yeah Like, like why would he not just It doesn't make sense. And also to not be seen on any cameras in a four mile radius. Like that doesn't make sense. No. Um, And also his phone, wallet, none of his belongings were found. Like you'd think that something would wash up if he just fell into the river. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yes. Next theory is the smiley face killer. Have you heard of this? Maybe. So, I mean, do people talk about it when they talk about this case? Sometimes. Okay, then I probably. Um, so this is a rumored serial killer. There is no evidence that the <laughs> serial killer even exists, but basically, it was an idea introduced by a few retired New York City detectives um, trying to connect a bunch of really bizarre cases all around the country. Mostly that Midwest. Feels like a mostly Midwest. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's kind of better than a conspiracy theory because. Like, actual detectives came up with it, yeah. but there is no proof that it exists. Okay. Um, 
it's just a theory that came up because there's a lot of cases that are unsolved and have kind of similar things about them. So basically, this killer supposedly targets white college-aged men, specifically those who have been out drinking. And all of these cases occur somewhat close to a body of water. Okay. And then all of them have some sort of graffiti nearby of a smiley face. (laughs) There's a lot of graffiti with smiley faces. Yeah, it's like the most common graffiti. Yeah. But theoretically, this killer is targeting these men that he, like, supposes or perceives to have, like, privilege Mm -hmm. um, and in some way kills them, throws their body in the water or something. Yeah. Um, draws a smiley face as like a tagline or like a taunt to the police. Yeah. It's a very interesting theory. And it like I... most of the cases are cases of people that I think most of them were found, but were like men that probably drowned from being drunk. I think if a serial killer is doing enough to draw some sort of attention to their signature, like graffiti, they're not going to be silent and let police not know he exists. You know? Yeah. I, I don't, Sounds too arrogant. I don't really believe no, that this no. is real. Yeah. I think I could see the theory in relation to other cases. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes sense in this one. Yeah. When his body wasn't found. found like, yeah. I think if someone was trying to taunt the police like that. They would make it more known mm-hmm. than just a, a graffiti that blends in. Yeah. And also... It's not like he was really close to the water. Like, he was four, four miles, miles away. That's like, not close. Yeah. So... I don't believe this case, but it's a big one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll talk more in depth about the smiley face yeah. killer theory at some point because it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's other cases that are like really wrapped up in it. But mm-hmm. honestly, I'm just going to keep talking about ca- uh, theories that I don't believe. They're all theories okay. I don't believe. But okay. <laughs> um, another theory suggests that Brian committed suicide because he was so upset is his mother's death. Mm-hmm. Or that he didn't want to marry Alexis. He didn't want to finish medical school. All of this stuff. I don't entertain this theory no. at all. I'm not going to talk about it any more than this. Because, first of all, he's at a busy bar. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense for that to be the place that you no. decide to end your life. No. He never wrote a note. His body was never found. Yeah. Like, obviously, we don't know what's going on inside his head. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. He'd also just that day promised his dad to be there for him. Yeah. Like. I don't think he would do that to his family. No. He seems like he really loved them. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't believe that one at all. Yeah. So. He was just on the phone with his girlfriend being like, I'll see you. I'll talk to you soon and yeah. see you later. Like he's making future plans. He's making promises yeah. to his dad. That just yeah. doesn't sound like someone who is suicidal. Yeah. So. So the last theory is that Brian left of his own accord and was attempting to escape his life and start over somewhere else. Mm. And people theorize once again that he was like upset with his life. He didn't want to be a doctor and he just wanted to leave it all behind and like Mm -hmm. start over. And I think it connects to like his dream of going to an island and like living there. But like, why would you do that and cut off all connection with everyone in your life? Yeah. Like, I think so much of the appeal of that is like, retiring with your wife or like you know like your family Mm -hmm. like i don't think i would try and do that from a crowded bar exactly i think i would have gone home planned it out oh and then done it i'm I'm, not doing that no (laughs) but i'm talking about this one a lot because 
this is like the most common one and it makes me mad. Yeah. So first of all, this is the most classic conspiracy theory ever. Yeah. Like I remember hearing conspiracy theories about like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like faking his death and living on an island. Uh, Freaking Elvis or Tupac. Like it's the conspiracy theory that everyone makes up about anyone who disappears or has died of like, no, they just wanted to start a new life. Like, I don't know. I just don't. No. I don't like this theory. No. I don't think it adds up. Again, with the promising his dad, I'll always be there for you and see see you on Monday for our trip. Like, that doesn't make sense. No. Um, That's the first thing on my list that I was talking (laughs) about is this is a guy who's so close to his family. I don't think he would Mm. put his dad through that. No. Immediately after he lost his mom. Like, it just doesn't make sense. I wouldn't even think to do that. And also be like gonna go take my trip which he was about to do anyway yeah exactly he was about to get a break it's not like he was like like yes he had a few more years of medical school but he's about to get a break and it's also close to summer like it's like i don't know yeah it doesn't make any sense no and it's like if you are also grieving why would you cut yourself off from your entire support system yeah like it i don't it just makes no sense very dramatic yeah also what money does this guy have to go run away yeah so his cards were never touched like if he did this it would have had to been planned out way Way in advance yeah um so my second thing is if brian wanted to disappear why would you do it in such a public space yeah i don't get it why would you not just leave from your apartment in the middle of the night when there's no like witnesses there's no one around to question anything Mm -hmm. you're not trying to like avoid cameras everywhere you know like yeah why would you go to a place where there's tons of people and there's tons of cameras like you're just making it harder on yourself yeah like that's just a lot of effort also no cameras around caught him leaving anywhere exactly um he also invited his brother to come with him to the pub crawl yeah why invite someone so close to you if you're gonna try and disappear from there yeah that doesn't make sense nope um also like if you're gonna try and disappear why would you do it when you're pretty drunk? Yeah, like he definitely had at least some drinks. Yeah, like I wouldn't want to try and pull off some elaborate scheme while I was <laughs> drunk. No, I get tired. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go home. Like, yeah. Um, I also can't imagine him skipping the trip to Miami. That no. was his last gift from his mom. No, uh, I don't know. And once again, police checked airlines. They found no evidence of him catching a flight. His credit cards and cell phone were never used. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't make sense. No. The only way that I could see it happening is some people believe that Clint helped him disappear. And that that is why Clint is not speaking about it. But still. But still. For him to not be caught on any cameras. And then badly about him. Yeah. It just... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why would that be how they do it? So, honestly, for me, I think that maybe Brian, like saw something he wasn't supposed to see like a drug deal or some sort of altercation or something and that like in that hallway well honestly i don't think it could have been in that hallway because the security had a sight line to that hallway Uh, yeah honestly for me the only place i could see it happening is like in the bathroom yeah or like if he stumbled into the kitchen like yeah it would have had to be somewhere not inside the bar like yeah or maybe in maybe he went to the back stairwell for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. It, it makes this makes no sense yeah. either, but for me, I think that if someone killed Brian, that someone with some sort of connections had to have been involved. Yeah. Because the only way that I could see it happening is if someone had access to the bar 
or like mm-hmm. it was someone like in the band or someone in the kitchen, like yeah. someone who knew they could stub the bar him into really something. Well. And, yeah, yeah. And like I don't want to believe that he's dead, but but nothing points to him being alive exactly. either. And so like for me, like people have speculated, like he was still in the bar. He's never left the bar. Where? He's not in that bar. No, there is no way that one the cadaver dogs would not have picked, picked up, up on him. picked up on it. Yeah, or two that it would reek oh yeah like of a dead body there's yeah. no way that his body is still no. in that bar it's also been a long time exactly i think the only way that he could have gotten out is if someone's like put him in like a rolling trash can yeah or something yeah. i don't know yeah once again that the only way it makes sense is if they were connected to the bar mm-hmm. or that like even if someone killed him in the kitchen and like stuffed him in a freezer until yeah. they could get him out like something yeah i don't know um I don't know. I was listening to the darker side of life episode about this, Mm -hmm. which check out their podcast. They're (laughs) the best. Um, But they even suggested that it could have been someone from the band and they could have used like some of their equipment. That's what I was imagining. So yeah, makes sense. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. Like none of it makes sense. No, I don't know what you think. Probably that. I mean, I don't think he willingly left. I I don't know. I don't think if he's had alcohol, he could get out of there without being seen yeah i don't know i don't know it's confusing so i have a few more things to wrap this up um and sadly some more of it is sad oh no so on september 14th in 2008 and what year again did this happen 2006 okay so this is two years later yeah a freak storm hit columbus and randy schaefer was cleaning up the next day and was hit by a falling tree limb and died are you serious? Yeah. Poor Derek. I know. So in the span of two years, Derek his lost his family. entire family. Oh. I know. Um, and Randy's obituary was posted online and uh-huh. some asshole commented, quote, I miss you, dad. No. Love, Brian. No. With their location marked as the Virgin Islands. No. Well, the IP address was tracked to some idiot in Columbus just yeah. trying to play a prank. Oh, that makes me mad. Which makes my blood boil. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before he passed away, Randy Schaefer helped to lobby for more organized protocol and in investigating missins, missing persons cases in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So, like... That's good. He, like, helped bring about change and stuff, yeah. which is so great. Um, Brian's brother, Derek, is now married with a son. Aww. And... Named Brian? I don't know his son's <laughs> name. <laughs> Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. But also didn't look into it because I want to respect their privacy. Yeah. Um, and Alexis went on to be an OBGYN and she is now married with three kids. And she said like that she waited for years and had a really hard time moving on. I can't imagine. But I'm so happy for her. She was about to be engaged. I know. It's so hard. I wonder if he had a ring. I don't know. And that's the thing. No, I mean, I couldn't find anything about that. Yeah. If he had a ring. Yeah. But I mean, people in his family and also Alexis, like we're all like, we thought he was going to propose in Miami. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. Um, in 2018, the Ugly Tuna Saluna moved to a different building. And I think mm-hmm. now it's called the Ugly Tuna Saluna 2, which is That's stupid. even worse. <laughs> um, but I could not find anywhere what exists in the old I'm, space yeah. now. We were talking about it beforehand because I was trying to find it. That's okay. It's probably just some shopping new bar, like restaurant or bar or yeah. something. But yeah, yeah, that makes me mad that I can't find out what it is. <laughs> but People are not letting Brian's story go forgotten. In 2019, there was a march in Columbus to keep focus on missing persons cases, including Brian's. 
And one of the organizers was named Kelly Hammonds, and she said, which I think sums up this case perfectly, quote, I think that there is a lack of evidence of him being dead, and there's a lack of evidence of him being alive. Yeah, I don't which know. I, like, that's why I don't know. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. So. He literally disappeared into thin air. Like I know. That's so strange. In the hopes that Brian is still alive, I want to give some information on yeah. him. Brian was six foot two. He had brown hair and hazel eyes, and he had a dot, like a freckle, in his left iris. Okay. Um, he had the Pearl Dram tattoo on his right bicep, and today he would be 42 years old. Okay. So. I uh, know no one that looks no, like that. No, but. Okay. I just, I really want to know what happened in this case. I don't know if you're ever going to get that answer. I don't think I will, but it's so weird. Add that to the list of things to ask God someday in person. Along with our ghosts. What are ghosts? (laughs) What are ghosts? We know they're real. I just don't know what they are. Yeah. But yeah, that is the super weird case of Brian Schaefer. Oh, strange. I just don't know how, like, that's one of those cases where someone literally disappeared yeah within five minutes no evidence it's insane i don't i don't understand let us let us know what you think yep go um comment on our post or something or email us (laughs) email us what you think (laughs) we'll talk about it on the podcast yeah we know that's everyone's dream (laughs) yeah to be mentioned on our podcast (laughs) oh my goodness Follow us on Instagram at something sick podcast or on Twitter at a sick podcast or on TikTok at something sick podcast or send us an email. Please send us an email <laughs> at something sick podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Peace out, homies. Mm-hmm.